12 minutes to go in normal time. Liverpool 3 0. Call a second quickly, Origi! Yeah! 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 Welcome back to another episode of The Long Balls. We do apologize for this being a day late. We were recording last night during the storm, and then the wind came through. I lost my Wi-Fi for a hot sec, and then we just decided to do it a day later. <laughs> Disastrous conditions last night. Not, not good podcasting conditions. Yep. We were predicted to get, like, six inches of snow, and then we got, like, one inch. So I think it was more than that, maybe two. I mean, the rain and then just like, pure ice. The rain kind of took care of everything. Yeah. I mean, it made my life easy. Didn't have to go shovel. Not complaining. I wanted to go sledding. I was a little disappointed. Yep, not me. I was fine. (laughs) (laughs) But we do have a special shout out today to our our alma mater high school. Winning the state championship. And finishing the season ranked as the 17th best high school soccer team in the country? They, that's without the final cap factored in. So I don't know if, how that's going to change. But finally breaking a 10-year run in our state for, um, by a high school who's won 10 in a row. And uh, we've been close numerous years, and we finally get it done. So my brother is a part of that team. He was on – I think this is like the fourth episode he was on. So go back and check that out. That was a good long episode. Um, Ryan and I did with him for about an hour and 40 minutes. Um, so yeah, congrats to those guys. It was awesome seeing them. Yes. Long time coming. I've been on a couple of those teams that fell short. It sucked, but good for them to win. But we will hop right into the champions league. The draw was made and we have our predictions for you guys. So -hmm. let's get right into it. Starting with Man City versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, obviously a great draw here for Man City. Yeah, Mönchengladbach looking like the real favorites here. <laughs> if Man Hard City to can... see Man City scoring a single goal against <laughs> them, to be honest. <laughs> if Man City can figure out how to score goals, they should have no problem getting through. Yeah, only one against West Brom. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you could do uh, it against Mönchengladbach. Aguero should be back. Yeah. And let's not forget, Mönchengladbach gave up nine goals in the group stage. Man City gave up one. I mean, Mönchengladbach had to play Real Madrid. Man City at Porto and then two bums. (laughs) Very very fair. Very fair. Um, So we're all in agreement there. Man City will go through. Next up, we have Bayern and Lazio. This one, pretty straightforward as well. Bayern have to be very happy with with this result. I think we're all going to be in agreement here that Bayern should go through comfortably. Yeah, it's, it's really no question. Probably two of the best strikers in the world in this game, Chiro Immobile and Lewandowski. I just – I'm not so – I'm not <laughs> – I wouldn't put Immobile up that high. I would, but, uh, and I'm fine with doing it. I mean, what are you <laughs> counting Ronaldo and Mbappe as? 
Wait, yeah, I say two of the best strikers. Because I, I say the two best. Yeah. All right. So the two best might be a stretch, but Shiro Mobley is definitely a top five striker in the world. Over the past oh. several years, I would say I agree. I think he has been top five for like the past. L- several literally, years. if you just play FIFA, you would know because he gets like five, six informs a season. Yeah. Those cards are always so fun to play with. I loved using his informs. Um, I think I can put him in the top five. I can. I mean, how can you not put someone in the top I five? Could. If you look at these goals over the last four years, so not including this year, 23, 29, 15, 36. So obviously the one down year there. And then this season he has seven goals in 10 games. The only knock really against him is that he really didn't – he doesn't really perform outside of Italy. Right. But that but, being said, I'm saying right now he's one of the top five strikers. I'm not saying over the course of his career. Right, right. I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I think I throw – I think Holland is better. I think Aguero is a better striker. I think Kane's a better striker. Well, I don't think Aguero is right now because he's hurt. Yeah. Okay. Well, really barring injuries. Chiro Mobley is a goal scorer, all right? I don't, I don't think Aguero's ever put up 36 in a season, or Kane. They can't stay healthy for a whole season. <laughs> well, that's true, yeah. Exactly. Kane's put close numbers. But, yeah. yeah. But Serie A also plays more games, though, right? Don't they? They play yeah, same amount. Or they no, play the same. Yeah. yeah. All right. Chiro Mobley's a baller. He's at the very <laughs> least underrated. I don't disagree that that's, he's necessarily um, – that he's not underrated, but yeah. All right, moving on. Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea. This is where it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, you have Chelsea, a team that rather breezed through their group. Atletico Madrid, a team that struggled through their group. Mm-hmm. Um, and that being said, their group was not a group that they should have struggled with. They struggled mm-hmm. against RB. Um, Salzburg. Salzburg. Struggled a little bit against Locomotive Moscow. Bayern handled them very easily. The, the only thing that... I would say about that, though, is Atletico's not exactly a team that, that goes out there and puts up these statement performances against a team. So they're going to struggle more than Bayern, even coming out with a win, just based on their play style. That's fair. Um with all that against them, I'm still going to pick them to beat Chelsea. I think this is close. I think. Head Ryan. I could see if Atletico's defense starts paying off and Chelsea gets frustrated. I don't know how Chelsea's going to handle like dominating possession and then getting absolutely shut down. And then all it takes is one Atletico counter and then you're down one nothing. Like that could easily happen. But I also feel like if Chelsea get a goal, then they might start getting momentum. And as we saw against Bayern, it's possible to put four in the net against Atletico. That is also in the group stage, though, where it's that less, is true. it hurts them less to give up a lot of goals and to push forward. If it's a two-legged tie, Atletico is still going to defend if it's the first leg. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they'll take a one nothing loss and say, all right. <laughs> Chelsea hasn't been able to put up goals against good defenses at all. This That's season. very true. Very true. So I, I don't see them – they're going to have to win based on a, a, like a one nothing game maybe on both sides of the draw, uh, maybe like a 2-1 aggregate type of thing because they have scored in the league three goals 
against top 11 teams, and that's all against Southampton. Yep, yep. stealing my stat. I told Tyler that. I yes. Be known. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but also, how many did they score in the in Champions League against Sevilla? Was it they total they, four? Three, four? They, they put up goals against four. They put 14 in in the group stage in total. Right, but they're um, against two teams that are, I mean, yeah. really aren't. That being said, like with all that stuff, I think Atletico Madrid have the experience. They have a manager with experience in the Champions League. I think they know how to win two-legged ties. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. You're looking at the I team agree. that knocked out Liverpool last year when Liverpool were at the top. Yeah, they, they, they find ways to win, especially in the Champions League. They're a scrappy um, team. I think they get it done. Chelsea's a little yeah. inexperienced. Defense is definitely a little shaky. Yeah, I agree. All right. All right. Moving on. Another interesting one. Um, Liverpool versus RB Leipzig. And yeah. this is not as cut and dry as you would think it would be. Right? RB Leipzig are a team that can put in performances. Mm-hmm. They just tied Bayern 3-3 three to three last weekend. They knocked out yeah. United. They got a point, I believe, from one of their matches against um, PSG. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the second game. Against yeah, it was the second one. The first one they lost. Yeah. No, they won. They beat. They beat. They PSG. beat PSG. They beat yeah. PSG That's the first time they played, and then lost one nothing the second time they played. Okay. Mm. Um, against a Liverpool team yeah. that's a little bit banged up in defense, they're not going to have Van Dyke. And Robbie Leipzig are definitely a team that can counter and can counter well. Yeah, by then I don't know if Liverpool will have um, either Gomez or Matip back. I'm assuming one of them will be. I don't know what the timeline of those injuries are, whether they can show yeah. that's enough to maybe move Fabinho into a midfield role. Um, but even still, I think um, to me, I think Liverpool has enough. They've shown performances – in the league as well, um, that even without Van Dyke, they are still able to win games. Um, I just, I think Leipzig's performed well. I just don't know over two games right now. I think Liverpool still has what it takes to get get it done here. I agree. I think Liverpool advances, but then again, they did lose to Atletico last year in the round of sixteen. Yeah, two two different style teams was though. Was the quarterfinal? No, it was around, it was the round of sixteen. Wait, yeah, it was. Right. Wait. What it was, it was, it was, no, it was, it was March 13th, it was so it was the final eight, yeah. It was the quarterfinal, yeah. Because they got to play right before it all got, like, shut down. Yeah. It was all going on. Our and, classes yeah. got canceled, so then me and my friend stopped doing our homework assignment. That would have been due the following day, and then watched the extra time with Tyler. Really and then yeah. Tyler had to leave so he couldn't see the end. All right, because I, I went to go to my class – because he never said anything about us not having the class that night. And then I got there and he was like, yeah, we're not having class. I'm like, I really just missed the end of this thrilling game. (laughs) So it seems like we're on agreement here. So going to the next one, Porto versus Juve. Um, Juve had probably got one of the best teams they could have gotten here. Yeah. Um, A team that's, I mean, Juventus has been struggling a little bit at least, or at least not reaching the heights they have been in Serie A. But Porter's a solid defensive team. Um, that being said, I still don't see Juventus having too many problems here. Yeah, I, I, it's somewhere along here, I feel like we can't just go chalk. But to the way it's it's worked out, um, yeah, I, I just don't I don't see them losing here. I don't. All right, 
Um, <laughs> so we'll save the best for last. We'll skip over Barca PSG for now. Let's go to <laughs> wait. What uh, order are you going in this? I'm, go- I'm going in whatever order my my uh, app says. I'm what gonna... app are you using? Don't worry about it. I'm going. <laughs> my, my the thing I have up is the exact same as yours, Joey. I'm on the UEFA Champions League website, so. <laughs> uh... Oh, so Ryan's in the wrong here. Yeah. I have it going by date of when the games are being played. Ah, oh, oh, yes. Right. All right, so let's go to Dortmund and Sevilla. This is probably – this could go either way. I could see it. Yeah. Dortmund will have Holland back. Um, Sevilla, a solid defensive team, though. I still think Dortmund win. Um, although Dortmund did just sack their manager. So maybe some confusion. He'll have about – he has the winter break in Germany, so he gets about like two, three weeks to figure things out. So he gets the benefit of that that most other managers wouldn't get. Right. Um, but, yeah, it should be in – I think it'll be a tight tie. But I could definitely yeah. be putting in like four one game. Yeah, I'm giving it to Dortmund, I think. Yeah, that, that would be my concern is that I think Sevilla over um, – over 180 minutes. I don't know if they're going to be able to hold them off for that long, playing it um, just just with different ways that Dortmund can come at you. Um, I think Sevilla doesn't really go deep in Champions League ever. They go deep in Europa League. I just don't see them going past around a 16. Yeah, I agree. The morale in that locker room must have been devastated after they qualified. Yeah. <laughs> They had to be disappointed that they weren't getting their Europa League. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Going to Real Madrid and Atalanta. Um, I don't see really a way for Atalanta to win here, especially with everything going on with, in their club right now with their captain wanting to leave and probably mm-hmm. will leave before this tie is played with Papu mm-hmm. Gomez. Um, so I really don't see a way Real Madrid lose. You know, I would have said – if some of this stuff wasn't coming out about what's going on inside the club at Atalanta, mm-hmm. I probably actually would have picked Atalanta because of the struggles Real Madrid has. Um, I just think that this is something where Real Madrid doesn't look that good this season and they're just going to fall out. I mean, one of these giants is going to have to lose. I don't, well, I mean, they don't have to, but. Um, no, one does. But, but one, most yeah. likely, you would think that one of them is going to – well, one, yes. One big team will lose. <laughs> yeah. One of them has to lose in that. But um, one of these teams always makes a run here, and I think Atalanta against the Real Madrid side that has performed poorly against under – against lower competition, historically, or at least in, this, in, the, in the group stage, um, might have had some struggles against a fast-firing Atalanta side. Potentially, but Atalanta's also not reaching the highs they reached last year. No, yeah. right. And, and, yeah, that's why I think here in the end you get you got to go with Real, especially with what's going on in the dressing room. Yes. And we should note that ESPN put out that Man City were the favorites to win it. And which with is... Bayern second. Which is a little strange to me that a team that has underperformed in the Champions League can be – Still considered the favorite. Maybe ESPN knows Man City are going to get all the easy draws. <laughs> Very Bayern's next next game, they're going to play like Atletico Madrid or something like that. Oh wait, Bayern would they already that. should? <laughs> no, they'll play like Liverpool. Yeah, I can see Bayern. something like that happening. Um, or like Bayern Juve. All right, let's get right to Barca PSG. 
Yeah. Interesting, interesting matchup. I think oh, this is relatively easy. PSG are going through. Really? Coming for you. Yeah. There's Do you think it's a two two leg blowout like it was last time where PSG blow them out in the first leg and then Barca blow them out in the second leg or something like that? It's an amazing comeback. (laughs) I could see PSG when it's like winning three nothing both legs, two three nothing both legs. Um, I'm like, if Barca get anything, it'll just be because Messi did that. But Messi might not even be there when this tie is played if Barca can't afford him and he's not not willing to reduce his wages. They're not going to sell him in January. I mean, if they're, yeah, they're going to, he's going to leave for free if he leaves. The Um, the way I see it is Barcelona, you can't, we can talk about how poorly they're playing and all this other stuff. But when it comes down to it, they're still Barcelona. Yeah. And to me, I think PSG maybe slightly overachieved maybe last year. I think so. Maybe not. Yeah, I think so. But um, it benefited from some easy draws. Yes. And, and I don't think they've looked convincing at all so far. Um, I mean, against Man U, they didn't look great in – either of those games, I think certain players were able to shut down um, other players on PSG. So like Neymar and Mbappe getting man marked um, relatively shut them down. If it wasn't for some manu mistakes, they come out on top of the group and maybe even Leipzig comes in second. Um, I don't know. I think, I think Barcelona gets this. I think they are, they're able to find something here and turn it around. If PSG make a couple mistakes, then Barcelona could absolutely pounce on them and then take a right. 2-0 away win in Paris if that game just turns into a doll fest, which any Barcelona game can. I just I don't think Barcelona have it in them. I don't think that they'll be able to handle Mbappe and Neymar, especially how they've been defending this season. I don't um, think that they have it in them. Yeah, I'm still going to pick Barca here. But that's just me. Um, this is great. That's funny how this is going around, Ryan. These, these I think Ryan's trying to jinx it. it. I think he's just trying to jinx it. All right. Earlier today, FIFA announced their FIFA Pro 11, basically their team of the year, and also the best goalkeeper, player, and manager. Mm-hmm. So we'll go, start running through this. So the best goalkeeper was Manuel Neuer, for obvious reasons. Won the treble. He had performed phenomenally the whole season, whole year. Uh, best manager was Jurgen Klopp for leading Liverpool to the Prem. And then the best player was Lewandowski. Well earned. Mm-hmm. Um, any problems with any of those three? Um I don't have any problems. I know, Joey, you probably yeah. have a concern about the manager there. Yeah, I disagree with Klopp winning. I, yeah, I think I, there's definitely an I argument. Flick could win there. I think Flick should win. Klopp, Klopp did Klopp awarded. win it last year? I think he did. I wouldn't I would assume I mean, he won it. He won the Prem, but you're also looking at losing in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Yeah. So a good side, though. I guess. I mean, a good a good Champions League performing side. 
Obviously, Liverpool's the better team, though. I would, I would probably, I would say. Um, yeah, compared to just winning the treble, I think like you win the treble, you should win it. You should win it. And, yeah. and coming into the squad, yeah. so coming in as an interim coach in November of 2019. Yeah. Yeah, that that I think would be the deciding factor for me there. Um, it is the fact that Klopp's had many years to to build up this team. So was he the manager of the year? I don't know. I think maybe he's the manager of the last four years. You could make an argument. Um, but Flick being the manager of the year, I, I, I can see where you're going with that, Joey. Um, sure. I mean, Bayern di- literally did not lose at the, from the beginning of 2020 until they lost to Hoffenheim in the Bundesliga, like match week four of this season, something like that. I just think if you look at it, Liverpool won the league in dominating fashion. Yeah. Bayern did that too, but it's the Premier League, so you give them the end. Yeah, but Bayern, Bayern won the cup. Bayern went on that massive and beating run. Bayern won the Champions League. In I dominant think that fashion. There's, I, I think Hansi Flick was robbed. Me too. It, I respect Klopp. And if Bayern maybe lost the cup or lost in the Champions League final, sure, give it to Klopp. But what Flick did with his team performing at every single stage of I'm, yeah, I mean, you're talking about the only unbeaten team ever in Champions League history. Hmm. Or the, Still unbeaten. The, the only team to be perfect, I should say. Yeah. Right. They, they did not lose or tie. Yeah, and, and I think the other thing there um, is that not only did – what so Byron's only had, what, one loss the whole season or two in losses what? in 2020? Oh, it's probably like two or three. So Liverpool's had quite a few more, um, especially when you look at last season. They did end the season fantastic. Obviously, they had won the – Bayern has lost once in 2020. Right, okay. So, I mean, Liverpool loses to Watford, and um, that obviously ends the um, unbeaten run of the Prem. They lost in cups. Then they lose a few times at the end of the season, not necessarily finishing as strong, but they didn't really need to. Uh, You do have to look beyond – just the overall performances, I think, of the team. And uh, when you look at tactics, the way the team is set up, I, I'm not saying that necessarily you give Klopp the edge over Flick in that category, but maybe that's some of the consideration that goes into it. Well, also, you're talking about a manager who completely reinvented Thomas Muller and Jerome Boateng, and like their whole careers both went – they came back, right? That's they, true. Yeah. They both went yeah. from being bombs, not playing at all, to Thomas Muller breaking the assist record in the Bundesliga and Jerome Boateng being a competent center back again. Yeah, and which we'll get into Muller making an argument to be in this um, this Pro 11 here. Ooh. All right. So, Maybe with all that being said, Ryan's is... we'll, we will go right into the Pro 11. So, starting at goalie is Allison from Liverpool, which is interesting to me. Manuel Neuer wins goalkeeper of the year but doesn't win – doesn't make it into the team of the year. Strange. I think they were just like, we don't know what to do here. So they're like, we'll give one, one, and one the other. But I, think- I, I agree, it doesn't make sense. It's like when Marc Gasol won Defensive Player of the Year, but then got nominated to second team all defense, not first team all defense. Exactly. Something like that. Like, or when you're an all pro in the NFL, but don't make it to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. It's just strange. Who did that? Darius Leonard. <laughs> he was an all-pro as a rookie linebacker, but he wasn't in the Pro Bowl. It's just strange. Anyway, 
All right, at right back, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, I think it's deserved, but I think that Benjamin Pavard could have had a shout here. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I I think Trent again. has this. Oh, I, I'm not disagreeing, but I think Benjamin Pavard could have been in here. I mean, he won a treble. Right? I don't think anyone was saying that Benjamin Pavard is the best right back in the world, though. I'm not saying and... he is either, but... No, I, but obviously he's in the discussion, Joey. I don't even think, I think that needs to be brought up at this point. You're just bringing just, up a Byron player. To bring. Well, yeah, because I'm a little disappointed at the lack of Byron players. Uh, I know, but you have to look at position by position. You can't just look at it and say, position oh, by there position, should be Benjamin Pavard's a better defender. Yeah, but there's, I don't think there's anybody in the world who's saying that, that he's a better right back than Alexander. Uh, right now he has a shout. Well, that's Trent, true. Trent's been exposed plenty of times. Trent is season. leading the Premier League in um, – it's some metric of passing, like advanced passes or passes gained in four different areas on the pitch in the Premier League currently. And yeah, so. no one else has two, I believe. So, Ooh. Except, no, Bruno Fernandez does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, So I'm saying that Trent Alexander – he probably should be in there, but I think Pavard should have had a shout here. I don't know who all the. Like, but who's saying he were. didn't have a shout? I guess that's my point here. I don't know, I don't know, but I, I feel like it should have been a little bit more Byron heavy. But there's other positions that that can be addressed in as well. Anyway, center back it's Sergio Ramos and Van Dyke. I have no problems here. Yeah, I don't think you can. I think it's well deserved for both of them. I don't think any other center back comes close to those two. No, they're, they're far beyond the best performing co- consistency-wise, just overall performance in both, you know, their marking, their heading ability, getting up for corners and overall tackling, just mm-hmm. everything about shutting down players. Yep. At left back, you have Alfonso Davies. Mm. I love this inclusion. I like it too. I mean, you could definitely make the argument for Andy Robertson here. Mm-hmm. Certainly. I think this is one of those – I think you, you would you're... say Andy Robertson is a better left back than Alfonso Davies, but Alfonso Davies is in the team. I I don't know. I, I think um, this is kind of, yeah, I think that you, in, you get to the kind of the reverse of the trend. Well, not, not necessarily. Um, no, I was going to say, of, they kind of go for the same style of right back and left back here. Um, with defenders, um, Alexander Arnold and Davies, who are both more offensive players than they are defensive players in their own roles. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think there's – I don't have any problems with him being included. I certainly no, I mean, think, yeah. but I'm just thinking Robertson could have – I wouldn't have been upset if it was Robertson either. No, no, I agree. Yeah, I think there's a lot of – there's a few different players. I think Actually, probably those would be the only two. Yeah. That I would think you, you could go either way on. It's interesting, though, to see that Alfonso Davies hasn't really played in this up this season so far, really. I mean, he, is, yeah. he has been hurt for some of it. But even at the start of the season, he wasn't starting that left back. You think so if he was funny. in that good of a form at the end of last season, you would have – continued yeah. playing him and developing him. Yeah, but no, I have no problem with it because Luca Hernandez has been really good too. Moving on to the midfield, you have Kevin De Bruyne, Thiago, and Joshua Kimmich. De Bruyne obviously tying the Premier League assist record. 
Yeah. Well deserving to be in there. Joshua Kimmich, in, in my opinion, is probably the best overall midfielder in the world. So no problem there for me. Um, Tiago is where I think this could have been Thomas Muller. Yeah. I Definitely could have been. Thomas, yeah. Thomas Muller broke the record for assists in the Bundesliga. Yeah, I, told, I yeah, I, I think um, Tiago's good. It's two different kinds of of midfielders. Yeah, I think Tiago fits more in line with Kimmich um, than Muller does, and Muller's obviously more in line with De Bruyne. So, I don't know if that has any impact on the way they were deciding the team, and that they were only going to go with one attacking midfielder in this team. Mm. Maybe, but we've seen in the past them putting. Yeah. Basically, all attacking midfielders. No, certainly, and, and, and including Eden Hazard as a midfielder before in the past. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I don't think when they put these teams together, they're exactly looking at one that could play well together. It's just the best players. Yeah. All right. Going to left wing, you have Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, they're gonna pick Ronaldo and Messi in this. Spoiler alert, Messi's in this too. Yeah, do you do you they're, they're just gonna pick them until they like Yeah, I guess the three forwards. Off the face you need to say Messi, Ronaldo, and Lewandowski are the three forwards. Um Lewandowski for sure deserving. I um yeah, Ronaldo and Messi had kind of down years, did they not? Well they certainly did have had down years from their Messi's years. could possibly be due more to his team than himself actually performing. Yeah, but I just think in the past they've all been about I mean, obviously you're not gonna take out Messi and Ronaldo because FIFA loves them. They're not gonna remove them from the eleven. Um but I think Serge Gnabry might deserve a shout here. <sighs> no. Really? What were, what were his know, stats from last season? Let me pull up his stats right now, Ryan. Thank you for asking. Give me a hot sec here. Because um, he was the second leading goal scorer in the Champions League, I believe. Anywho. So, 12 goals and 10 assists in 31 Bundesliga games. That's in 2019-2020. And he's got four goals this year already. Um, in the Champions League... He had seven goals and two assists. That being right. said, I mean he's, but he's sorry, on a, he's on ahead. he's on a team that wins the treble. Yeah, exactly. So does does some of that because so so your your argument would be that Ronaldo does not deserve to be in this team. Sure, either one of them, honestly. I feel Messi, Messi last season had 31 goals and 27 assists in 44 games. Yeah, to me, Messi yeah, deserves I to be I think Messi team. had a better one than Ronaldo. I'll look at what Ronaldo has. I just think that in the past, they've basically said winning trophies is the most important thing. That's why Luka Modric won the Ballon d'Or. Okay. But, nice. oh, wait, there was no Ballon d'Or this year, so I guess it's different. But once again, that's a different conversation. Lewandowski got robbed of that because FIFA didn't want to give to someone not named Ronaldo or Messi. Or that from the FIFA doesn't FIFA doesn't run that. So excuse me. The whoever no, that's the French, French, the French magazine French. or whatever. Yeah, runs that. Um, but it's just kind of laughable that they took that away more or less because Ronaldo or Messi wouldn't win it. Um, right. I just think to me, Messi has to be in this team. I think Messi still. The best 
well, uh, okay, I would say Lewandowski maybe is probably the best performing player in the world right now, but I think Messi is still the best player in the world. Um, okay, I have Ronaldo's stats. Well, is, and... is the, the awards based on who was the best player in that calendar year? Not who, no, who I... everybody assumes is the best player, who everyone knows is the best player. It's who everybody No, I, but I'm not, I'm not making any argument that Messi – deserve the player of the year award over yeah. Lewandowski. I'm just Lewandowski saying that he deserves absolutely did. I, I'm just making the argument that Messi deserves to be in over anybody else that you could put at the forward position. Oh, I don't. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think it's because, I mean, years past when like Real Madrid win the treble, you see a ton of Real Madrid players in there. Right. You're, I, think, you just, I, think there's, I think there's a little bit of a bias towards Bayern. You're yes. You're making the generalized Bayern D- argument in a specified position. So you're saying that that uh, Bayern needs more players in this team. Yeah. And where you're choosing to And especially okay, especially at the at the very least Neuer should be in this team. Right. I don't disagree. Well, yeah. yeah I don't disagree. I think Neuer probably should be in this team just based on trophies and um obviously he had an incredible defensive record to only lose once in the calendar year. Um Allison being injured for some of that too. I, I don't know if Neuer was out for any extended. I don't believe so. Not really. No. So, so even more interesting, right? Allison's not playing as many games. Right. I just think some of that is it's all politics, which is annoying. I I also just want to point out the year that Man City put up a hundred points, they had one person in the FIFA Pro Eleven. Um, actually, they didn't have any. De Bruyne was not in the Pro 11, he, but he had a team of the year card in FIFA, which is Hazard was in it ahead of De Bruyne that year. But Hazard did not. Wow. Um, and when Liverpool win the Prem, they get Allison, Trent, and Van Dyke. Van Dyke and Trent, fine, whatever. Allison, yeah. that's kind of a joke. In my eyes. I just think there's a little bit of a bias towards non uh, Barca and Real teams in general, but. Yeah, FIFA doesn't know what to do now that Barca and Real are both struggling. What I, I, what I, because Ronaldo had thirty-seven goals and seven assists in forty-six games last year. Like, that's probably better tallies than what Nabry had. He had more goals, less assists. Like, but you're mm. also talking about an, again what they won what Syria? Yeah, they won Syria. And his name's yes. Ronaldo. That's I mean, yeah. I don't think that they're able to say Messi was worthy and Ronaldo is not worthy just because of politics. Like, it's either both have to be on there or neither have to be on there. But I think that there's a decent case for both of them. They're better for Messi for sure, but yeah. Neuer probably should have been on here. Neuer absolutely should have been on there. Going to that... um... Where over so the 2019-2020 season, he had a save percentage of. Tyler, your audio is a little off. Yeah. Oh, I'm. Yeah. There you what, go. I don't know what. Is, I'm on good you're, now. Yeah, you're fine. Yes. Now. Okay. Um. So over the 1920 season, Neuer had a um 0.748 save percentage or 74.8 percent. Uh, um, this current season, he has a 66.7% save possession. Or, is, 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 do you think save percentage is the only stat that matters? No, but I think that's a, it's a, that is a pretty good stat 
for goalkeepers. And that's just in the Bundesliga. That is just in the not, Bundesliga. Not yeah. the Champions so, League. So Champions League, I'm I, I don't I don't think I have that here. Hey, I mean, I just think it's just kind of ridiculous in my eyes. No, no. So um, then Allison last season had a seventy-two point two. Um, save percentage so lower and this season has a 71.4 so so in a smaller, in a small, about the same well smaller sample size for this season because alice has that's only played true. like five games yeah that's that's true as well so he has 10 10 games alice in this season and neuer has 18 Last season, Neuer had 31. Last season, Allison only had 23. So there you go. Two small sample sizes. So look at that. Allison played much less games. But it's a safe percentage. So it's it's, it's not safe numbers. Yeah, but you get – you presumably get less saves and less shots against for the less games. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can see saves per game, but uh, – Allison had 58 last season, and Neuer had 84. Hmm. Interesting. So it sounds like Neuer faced more shots and had a better save percentage. Shot He faced 111 shots, and Allison faced 79 shots. So interesting. So it sounds to me like if your defense is better, you concede less shots, and you save less of them, you're the better goalkeeper. That's what I'm hearing. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> that, that's, um, that's what those numbers say to me. Yeah, Neuer gave up last season 0.94 goals per 90 minutes. I think that's – or no, no, wait, sorry. That's his game. That's his games per – he um, – actually, they don't Allison's have goals. Allison's will probably be lower if that's goals that. Per, Anyways, that's that let's move on to the Premier League. Oh, two, two games for each team since our last episode. We're not going to go through each game individually like we usually do now that it's the busy period. Might do it next week because we'll have less to talk about. Um, but we can just start at the top. Liverpool beat Tottenham to take first place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was, a, this was a, it's a strange game. This is telling a lot about the way Tottenham's going to approach the season, which we've seen a little bit over these last few games against um, – City and Arsenal and Chelsea, mm-hmm. but such significant possession from Liverpool. Yeah, Tottenham seemed content to just let teams possess the ball on the counter. Mm-hmm. Um, we should mention this game after Liverpool tied Fulham. Yeah. And arguably, right, exactly. argu- arguably should have lost to Fulham. Scott <laughs> yeah. um, Parker's got the boys playing. Yeah. So I still think it's open. Yeah. You look at oh, absolutely. Man City eight points back with a game in hand. Should be less points than that, but they tie West Brom, which is fun. Um, okay. But we'll get to the Man City later. Anything else to add about Tottenham or Liverpool? I'm sure would well, cost Tottenham the game. Who? Tim Sherwood. Tim Sherwood, their former manager. 
Yes, he was live. Did you guys not see this? I did not see. He it was live on air. No. Oh, oh, and I as saw that. Robertson yeah. taking the corner. He says, "I don't think they're going to be dangerous or something from this." Yeah. and then they score. He says, "I believe it was something around the lines of, oh, Tottenham are just a far superior team in the air. I really don't see anyone getting their head on this.'" And then Firmino immediately scored. That's <laughs> hilarious. I, I did not see that. that. I'm surprised Firmino was the one to score, but good for him. Um, yeah. The only thing I would say here I thought was interesting, um, when you actually look at, the, which I think is a really interesting stat, I don't know how they calculate this exactly, but the goals expected mm-hmm. from the chances that are created, Tottenham yeah. was, I think, 1.6, and Liverpool was 1.2. So, right. Tottenham, I mean, Tottenham had more big chances than Liverpool did in this game. Yeah. All right. Let's go into third place where we have Southampton and Leicester tied. Southampton have the edge on goals four because mm-hmm. they have the same goal differential. Um, and uh, I have the most ridiculous stat ever here about. Oh, that. this is where we're getting. All right. Then we've been looking forward to this stat since the weekend. He always right. had this mystery stat. So, so Stuart Armstrong scored a goal from outside the 18 with a huge deflection off Jagielka in the first match week from the past week or whatever. So, he is one of three, one of five players to have managed three or more goals from outside the 18 in 2020. One of, th- one of five players to score three goals from outside the 18. Mm. So the other, the two of them who have two goals or three goals each are Bruno Fernandez and Harry Kane. They both have three. Okay. So two other players have at least four goals from outside the 18 from, in 2020. They both play for Southampton as well. Oh, so Southampton. So Stuart Armstrong is one of three players to have managed four or more goals from outside the box in 2020. Can I try and guess the other two? I mean, they, they shouldn't be hard to guess, but yeah. yeah. Danny Ings and James Ward Prowse. Yes. So yeah. Danny Ings has five goals from outside the 18 in 2020. James Ward Prowse has four. <laughs> and Stuart Armstrong also has four. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Long shot team. That's interesting. Yeah. That's just re- so wild to me. Obviously, James Ward Prowse, I'm pretty sure they're all free kicks. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just crazy to me that the only two other people to be close to them are Harry Kane and Bruno Fernandez. Only this is just people. for the Premier League, right? Just this is just in 2020 in the Prem, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Because I was. Because okay, if it was worldwide, I would have guessed Nabry. Uh-oh. He had a decent amount near the edge of the box, from what I saw. No, it's just in the print, but that's yeah. crazy to me. And Southampton are in third. Like, what's going on? They're playing they, good. They, they are they're playing. Massive game against Man City on the weekend. Very good. Yeah. Um, the only thing – so, you know, shockingly enough, I think their game against Arsenal is a bad result for them. They were up yeah. a man. Yeah. Um, for, for a lot of the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they, so if they win the game, they get an extra two points. They're in second place. <laughs> That's crazy. And they would have moved points. to first. They would have moved to first after that game if they had won. Yeah. Yes, I think at one point in the live table, because Arsenal comes back in the game, mm-hmm. um, it has Southampton at top of the league. And I'm like, well, yes. You know, we're not yes. just five games in the, into the season at this point. We're a third of the way into the season with 13 yes. games played. Third of the way in. That's – it's weird. Leicester, one of two teams so far without a draw. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've been playing good. Once again, though, I still worry about their depth. They just lost to Everton. Yeah. 
this is going to be a, the the period where we really see which uh, teams are they for real. Hold up. Yeah. yeah, this is yeah. where you're going to see Man City's depth come into handy. Although right. Pep Guardiola still refuses to make more than like one sub a game, which is just baffling to me. Um, and he, we'll get to them later. Um, but yeah, like a team like Southampton, not much depth. A team right. like Liverpool right. right now, not much depth in defense. So no, yeah. right. So there's there's definitely concerns over mm-hmm. for a hard period like this. Yes, Leicester, another another team with not much depth. I, I think that the, the their their game against Everton yesterday was not great. I I think maybe they showed some leggedness. I don't know. I think Everton played well, um, but certainly two goals down, you're gonna have to I don't know challenge a little bit more. They they actually had a, a lot of possession of the ball. Um, so in this game, they had sixty one percent possession, but, but with only two shots on target. Right. So. A little disappointing from Leicester, I think, from from midweek. A good win against Brighton, though. I thought they looked well over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, speaking of Everton, you're talking about a team that has just beaten Chelsea and now Leicester. Yes. In a row. Big Dom is just unstoppable. Unplay- he's unplayable. Yeah. Uh, he, he didn't score in either of these two games. He did score. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you're... <laughs> he's... I was like, if one player this season has been unplayable, it's Son or Kane. He, I will say, yeah. Big Dom is still the Prem's leading goal scorer. He's tied with that now, right? Tied, yes. Three tied way tie. with Three way Salah tie. and Son. Three-way tie. Then Vardy at 10, Kane and Patrick Bamford at yes. 9. Right, the we'll Bam! Later. Anyway, Everton are looking good, but still, I think they can definitely contend for Europa. Certainly, I think it's... They're they're reliant definitely on a few people. We see that Richarlison means a lot more to this team than maybe we considered before, um, where they had a rough patch after that good start and he gets the red card um, out for a few seasons. And then they've picked it up since he's been back. But, yeah, that's the only thing I'd be concerned with about Everton is that I'm not sure. I think the way that they're playing is, is good, and they have some good players, but it really falls out when a few people go out. Yeah. Yep. And then going down, we have Man United at sixth, coming off a draw against Man City, and then a, a little bit of a squeak win against Sheffield. A little scary. Oof. It was certainly looking sketchy there at the end of that game. Um, I I had gotten really complacent on the game. I'm thinking, all right, we're 3-1 up, you know, coming back. Yeah. I was very upset to go down a goal, uh, again, <laughs> away from home like Dean this. Henderson makes a mistake. He made two mistakes. He did not look good at all. Uh, the second goal, I think he should at least dive at. I don't know. Um, so I think that tells, puts away all the Dean Henderson people. Like, <laughs> he's not ready yet. I think De Gea still is a better goalkeeper. He makes better saves. I know. They're, so right now they're both prone to huge mistakes, and that's frustrating to me. Yeah, if they're both prone to mistakes. Just put the better one in there. Right. And and th- this is so crazy to me because as much as we have struggled and I've, we've talked about week in and week out of this team doesn't – I don't really know what's there. Come first half, we look terrible. Second half, we're doing well. With a game in hand, if we win the game in hand, it takes us to second in the league, two mm-hmm. points behind Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Yep. And with still Liverpool to play on the schedule from the first round of games. 
Um, so I'm not saying we're going to beat Liverpool, but there's obviously there's a chance there that we could yeah. go top of the league with that win. That's come, I think, in two weeks, I believe. No, January 17th. Oh, snap. Okay, I missed that. I mean, if they if they just told Ole that if Man United don't win the Prem, you're fired, Man United would win the Prem. Exactly. Simple as that. <laughs> so, interestingly enough, for Man United, they play a game on January 1st, and then they do not play it until January 17th when they play Liverpool. I feel really? that it's the same for Liverpool as well, though. There's probably FA Cup matches in there. Oh, right. The, they, so that hasn't been added in yet. Well, yeah. there, maybe right. there will be after they figure Yeah, yeah. the match day between, like, the January 1st, January 4th set of games, and then – so match day 18, there's only five games in that. So half the teams are playing. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Teams got to get made up. Chelsea at seventh. And another wild stat here. Chelsea have yet to win a game against a team in the top 11 of the Premier League. Sorry, I was that earlier, Joe. It was just too good to bring in. Yes, and which they've only scored three goals against in any of those games, and they came in a 3-3 tie against Southampton. Um, right, they didn't even win that game. <laughs> so we, well, were talking about, we were talking about how they didn't. Talking about how Chelsea could contend. They looked early on like they were going to contend and be up at the top, but they can't score against good teams they can't beat good teams they're relying right now on breaks and just kind of happen chance um and not really figuring out a fluid way of breaking down defenses at the moment um at least at least ones that are going to come up and pressure you um i thought actually that leads was a good test in that they outran leads um, and we're able to get on them a little bit. And that I thought would help them maybe in some of these games. But we, I mean, we saw against Tottenham, they had, really didn't have much at all. And breaking down that system, um, Jose's obviously got that uh, a great system right now where Hoiberg uh, and Sissoko are pushing into wingback positions almost sometimes when they're defending in those triangles on the, on the wings. Um, but yeah, I, I it's, not promising from Chelsea, who I chose to win at the beginning yeah. of the season. All right. And then you have West Ham in eighth. They've been playing pretty good. And then we get to Man City in ninth. Wow, we're just going to skip over West Ham like that. That's a little yeah. rude. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. Sebastian Haller with a beautiful bicycle kick against Palace. A little disappointing. Yes, sir. <laughs> but yeah, that was Man City. All right, on to Man City. Um, yeah, so Man City, tie Man United, um, and then tie West Brom. And Pep, being the amazing tactician he is, it's a 1-1 game in the 75th minute where he makes his first sub and brings on Kyle Walker, the game changer for Benjamin Mendy. And just Why? You're playing against West Brom. You could have played three in the back. You, that's what he should have happened. If you're going to take someone out in the back four, sub on a center back and just play three in the back and send people forward. West Brom had one shot on target. Man City had seven. And a bunch of those came late. Sterling missed a great header at the end. Gundogan, the same thing. Um, if I'm Kevin De Bruyne, I'm like, what the f- – who am I passing to? 
Like, everybody – no one can score. I want, Aguero needs to get his ass back um, in, this, in this lineup so he can bury these chances. Speaking yeah. of passing to people and not scoring, I have an interesting stat. This isn't Premier League, though. This is about Barcelona and Messi. So, <laughs> in La Liga, Messi has the most big chances created. He has eight. And from that, he has 3.7 expected assists, and he has zero. So, it seems like both Messi and De Bruyne are having a Messi, lack Messi of has zero assists goal in La Liga right now. Him. Possibly, or it might be from oh, those big zero chances. zero from the big chances? Okay. Yeah, but, like, that – like that negative three point seven um like assist from expected is top in the world currently. I'm sure it is. All right, and then you have Wolves in ten. They're a little underperforming, but I guess Jimenez has been out for a little while. Um, but they did score a nice goal against Chelsea to win it late. Yeah, he has no assists in La Liga. Thank you, Ryan, for bringing that back <laughs> up. Um, but <laughs> Pedro Neto with a really nice goal to sink yeah. Chelsea at the end of that game. Yeah, they're not – Wolves, um, they found their Diego Jota replacement. Uh, Neto's looked pretty good. Yes, he uh, has. It's, this just, it's a tough um, – yeah, I think Wolves has performed pretty well so far um, – the table's so tight right now that, you know, they're in 10th place, but in the end, they're only eight points out of the lead. Yeah. But and, if you uh, bring that through a third of the season, that's 24 points off the title? Yeah. Um, I, obviously, you extrapolate that, but you, you're counting on them not performing at the same level, you know, closing that gap. I'm, obviously, I'm not thinking that Wolves is going to win, but, uh, you know, three yeah. points back a fifth place where they're probably aiming to get one of those Europa League spots. If I would, I'd probably say they finish – I guess it's going to be – if it continues to be this tight at the top, they will probably finish with less than a 24-point gap. But right now, I would say they probably finish with around 24, if not more than a 24-point gap from the title. I, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree. Three, I mean, three points out of fifth here with Everton, like I said, um, that's where they're going to be aiming. But I, I, yeah. I, I think that there are other teams playing better than they are at the moment. And there are they yeah. also still in Europe? I think they are. Right? Yeah, yeah, they they're are still in the Europa League, so um, they'll have more games there. Wait, no, they're not. I don't. They are not in the Europa League. What am I not. talking about? I'm thinking about last year. Yeah. My mistake. Anywho, you have Aston Villa in eleventh. They're slipping down the table. They do still have two games in hand. Um. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say that they're slipping down the table. In fact, I think they're still performing. Well, they are slipping down the table because other teams have played games. That's true. And then they get the tie today, right? The tie yeah, against they tie Burnley. Burnley. Bad 0-0 zero, zero draw. Yeah. Again, That's, they should win. Yeah, they should win that. So if they had won that, would have brought them to 21 points, level with West Ham in eighth above City with two games in hand. Um, with six points, could have brought them into second place. So, yeah. Um, still, then, six points can get them up pretty high. Tied top. Yeah. And then you have Crystal Palace in 12th. Christian Benteke, a little bit of a resurgence, scoring a lot recently. Yeah, I don't know. Um, where coming from. And then Leeds in 13th. Patrick Bamford, still scoring goals, much to my dismay. But they. <laughs> 
handily take care of Newcastle in their game five. Six. When are you going to jump on the train, Joey? When are you just going to jump on the Bamford train? I'm, I will never be on that train. Never? No. You just have to acknowledge that he's a decent Premier League quality I, player. I think he is a player that can score when he gets opportunities. And I guess that's what it's come down to. We talked about this before, that it's really just the lack of service earlier, maybe, is what affected him. Right. Now that he has quality players, he looks competent. Well, I don't know. He's had he's had good players around him before. Name name one. Well, didn't isn't he come from Middlesbrough, Crystal Palace, Wilfred Zaha? Yeah, but that's one player who defenses will always single on, single on to. Um, I'm gonna play for Cardiff too. I mean, back in so was on loan out from. I don't. I don't count. I don't count Chelsea because he didn't play in the prem for Chelsea. Though. He didn't ever play for yeah. for Chelsea. It's just on loan all these different. Players. Yes. Played for yeah, fair enough. Yeah, he's never had. He's never had good players around. <laughs> all right. Um, Newcastle in fourteenth, and then Arsenal. Answer <laughs> 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 FC. This is in fifteenth. Oh my goodness! They they uh, might be. I think they'll figure things out. They'll probably finish around like 10-ish. 10th, yeah. Um, I don't think that. But it's funny. Jeez, I don't just... know. I don't see Arsenal. The thing is that they're only four points out of 11. But maybe 10th is fine. I don't know. I just – man, they look so bad right now. So, so bad. Should we yeah. mention that uh, they are undefeated in the Europa League, though? <laughs> Yeah, well, I perfect mean, Europa League record. <laughs> they win a, a championship. Are they in the championship next season and in the Champions League? <laughs> the champion champions? No, I mean, that would be funny. It, it's so funny, funny, too, because Arsenal fans are just a special breed. And um, watching them all is funny, especially my brother. Um, he's he's in just uh, he's in acceptance, the stage of green. Hey, Arsenal <laughs> already have a trophy this year. They won the Community Shield. Oh, big trophy. I'm sorry. I know that's a the thing over there domestically, but I just who cares? It's a it's a one off game. And they beat Man United. <laughs> I, we, they I have not won in the Premier League that. since they beat Man United. We got some curse, I guess, on them. Yeah. <laughs> that's just so funny to me. Oh, he's on the side in his golem stance, like casting some spells on <laughs> Probably. Arteta, you gave him the, some magic right. touch. And then 16th, we have Brighton. 17th, Burnley. And it really looks like it's going to be a five-team relegation battle for the last – for the oh, all come on. you got to throw Arsenal in there. I'm not going to throw Arsenal I am in not there. willing no, to put Arsenal in. So, no, Brighton, I, Burnley, not. Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield. Um, Honestly, any three of those five could go down. Brighton, I thought, looked really promising early in the season. I thought so, um, too. You mean any two of those four? Because Sheffield's going down. More likely than not, yes. <laughs> West Brom have put in some shifts, you know, tying Chelsea, tying yeah. Man City. Um, against, yeah, they, they're getting results against good teams and not against others. Yeah. That they should they're, be they're, getting results Sheffield, against. Or West Brom's only win is against Sheffield. Right. I, I think Fulham have looked better, too. Yeah. Fulham uh, undefeated in their last two games. Yeah, Fulham actually is, is starting to um, – they're starting to put something together, play a little bit better. Um, 
I think Brighton still, even though that their performance or even though their results have kind of dropped off since the beginning of the season, I still think they've got pieces there um, and good performances. I think, um, I think they have enough to stay up. Um, and you would think that Burnley does with their with their defense, but I don't know. There's certainly these five. There's they're certainly the worst in the league yeah. by some margin. Yeah. All right. Do you guys have any closing? Oh, we have to do the Beard's Best Bet. Come on, Joey. I can't believe you were almost about to skip over. No, I was just making sure you were paying attention. All right. So we were uh, another another week of two for three um, this past weekend. But going into this weekend, we are going to go with the first game on um, – actually, no. Yes. The Arsenal at Everton game. And I'm going to bet on Arsenal. And you're going to lose maybe, money. Maybe a big shock here, but Arsenal has to win a game soon. And I think Everton has shown some shaky performances against some of these big teams, even though they have been performing well. You can get Arsenal at plus 215. So you're taking Arsenal despite their captain being suspended and their best center back being suspended here. Jaka has not looked, has not looked good. <laughs> so I don't... <laughs> All right, but Gabriel will be out. Yeah, and I don't know if he's necessarily looked great either. I, I it's, I didn't like a lot of stuff. I, I, Arsenal just has to turn it around sometime. I've just got a gut feeling about Arsenal that they're going to do something this, against Everton. <laughs> I have a gut feeling that you're wrong, but continue. That's fine, whatever. Big Dom's going to bury one. Big Dom, well, Big Dom hasn't scored his last two games. So we'll exactly. See. So he's, so he's due that. for a goal. He's due. He's due. Take, right. take, take the money. Take the easy money on Big Dom. Nobody's going to listen to me on that Arsenal one. I hope nobody does. But that's what I'm <laughs> But um, so then we got Newcastle at Fulham. Even though Fulham's put some results together, I think that Newcastle will get this out at home plus 152. Um, then the last game is I'm going to go with Villa minus 105 at West Brom because West Brom, we just talked about, they've only won one game um, at this, this season. I think Villa's looked good. Obviously, we were talking about if they're two games in hand, they could be in second in the Prem, um, even though that they put up, a, I thought, a relatively poor performance today against Burnley. I think they'll turn it around. All right. Well, any closing thoughts? The only thing I would say is that I watched the Tottenham documentary on Amazon. I don't know if you guys have done the all or nothing one. Yeah. I've only seen the second episode. Fantastic. It drops off a little bit at the end um, because they're not really competing for anything at that point. But uh, it it was absolutely fantastic. I watched the Man City all or nothing the year they won the domestic quadruple. You mean the domestic treble? No, because they won the the Prem, the FA Cup, the League Cup, and the Community Shield, yeah? Are you really yeah, counting the Community Shield in that? Yeah, I am. That's a preseason tournament. Preseason tournaments don't That's, count. One, it's not a tournament. Well, they do count as trophies. People trophy. do. That, that does count as the trophies. Oh, like the Audi Cup? So Tottenham have the trophy? <laughs> That's a preseason That's tournament because it's actually a tournament, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, 
But anyway, whatever. Yeah, it was really well done. Seeing the behind the scenes with Mourinho was really, really good. You guys got to check it out. Uh, it gets you great insight, I think, especially for this season since they're performing well. You kind of understand what Mourinho's trying to get out of his players a little bit more um, and the way he's interacting with them, especially Kane and Son. That's an interesting relationship he has, and obviously they're performing well right now. All right. Well, with that being said, it has been a great episode. Always a pleasure, boys. We hope you guys enjoyed it.